Blog Talk well, hello Radio. and welcome. Yes, this is Blog Talk Radio, and my name is Beth Schenkel Anderson, and I am the host of The Success Design. And I want to get right to our guest today because she's a very, very special guest, someone I've wanted to have on my show for a long time because I've admired her for a long time. Her name is Shandy Tennessee, and you probably know her as Miss USA 2004 and First runner-up to Miss Universe, she is the um, only person to get that close to Miss Universe in the 2000s. So she is quite an exceptional woman, and I am so excited to have her on my show. So welcome, Sandy. Uh, Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to come on your show. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. It is it is truly my pleasure. I was we were just talking before the show um about how I have uh I saw you win Miss USA and I was, you know, just so inspired by you. I know that you you're you're an author, you've written a children's book which is um is has been awarded um I think um several awards um for your um uh, awareness of disabilities and, and also individuality. And mm-hmm. um and and I believe that's why you know you won Miss USA and you came so so close to winning Miss Universe is because you were truly an individual. There, you know, in the in the pageant world, you know, there there can be not as many individuals as you'd like to see, and you definitely stood out. Well, thank you. You know, I actually I had been in pageants. My first one, I was 17 years old, and from there until my 20s, I just saw it as like a expensive hobby for the most part, where I would enter mm-hmm. and then just a few days or months or weeks out, I would end up getting the dress and the swimsuit and things like that and going and competing. It wasn't until I was 26 that I really saw it as a career change, as something that I could use as a vehicle to get me through other doors and to open up other opportunities. And so I really then pursued it 100%. Up until that point, I'd really only given maybe 70%, 80% to things in life. Um, even in college, I graduated early with my undergraduate in psychology, but I'd never really given 100%. If I could get the A by giving 75 or 80%, that's what I did. And so going into Miss USA, I wanted to make sure that I did give it 100%. I left no rock unturned. And so I never worked so hard for something in my life, but I wanted that at the end of the day, and I'm standing on stage with the other girls, I wouldn't then think, gosh, I wish I would have done more of this or focused on this. And I wanted to make sure I'd done everything in my ability so it's out of my hands and it's just up to the judges at that point. So um, I literally, it was like the American dream where you work really hard for something and then you can achieve it. So it was an amazing accomplishment at the end. Yeah, the look on your face um, in some of the photos, um, it was like yeah. you had realized everything that you had worked so hard for, and it was like you kind of realized, wow, it's actually it's actually here. <laughs> so true. You know, uh, it came down to myself and the first runner-up, who was South Carolina, and they asked us to take a step forward, and we're holding each other's hands, and um, she whispered in my ear at that moment, this crown's going to look beautiful on your head. This is before they announced Aww. who the winner was. And just hearing that, and I, it didn't really register at the moment, I think, because I was so excited. I'm standing in the Kodak Theater getting ready, you know, to hear the announcement of Miss USA. Um, but it was so sweet of her and humbling to say that. Uh, but then at once they announced me as the winner, you know, most girls do the Miss Congeniality thing where they cry and thank the judges. And I, I did have a minute of that, but then there's all these pictures of me jumping on stage, pumping my fist, and I look like Rocky when he climbs the stairs. <laughs> Um, yeah. I was just so excited because it all of that hard work had paid off. And I looked out into the audience and saw my mom and dad 
who were both such huge supporters of me leading up to that. And Dad had his, like, thumbs up, giving me a thumbs up sign. And it was just such an amazing accomplishment that together we, we reached that goal. Absolutely. Well, well, the most famous probably part of your reign was the shandy dress, which I <laughs> saw referred to, and we talked about it a little bit, but I saw it referred to um, so many times. As, how did she, who who designed that for her? Who, who wore that? Who, who designed it? So why don't you tell us a little bit about who designed it and, and yeah. the inspiration behind it? Well, I had known months before the pageant that, because every year it changes locations, uh, the Miss USA pageant, and I had known months before that it was going to be in Los Angeles at the Kodak Theater where the Oscars are held, which is such an amazing venue to hold this in. And so I remember watching the Oscars that year, and I saw the presenters come out um, to to present the next Oscar award. And as I walked across the stage, I would look at, like, how big the stage was, how the material flowed, like if a long train worked or a shorter train and colors. And um, I really kind of got a vibe of what kind of a dress I wanted. So I met with Sherry Hill, who is an amazing dress designer. She um, dresses a lot of the American Idol contestants and is all over um, the media right now. And she had a ton of dresses picked out for me. She's like, here, try these on. And I was trying them all on going, no, 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 no. And my state director just took me aside and he says, Sandy, you've got to kind of, you know, be, have an open mind. Like, you have to choose one of these. And I said, I know exactly what I want, though, and, and it isn't here. And so and she was so kind and willing to work with me, and she's like, what do you see? And so I took pieces of the dresses that she had and was like, I love this top, but I want this bottom. I want, And I we just completely designed a brand-new dress. Um, I love the material on the bottom. It's a silk charmeuse, and so it really flowed mm-hmm. in the air. When I walked, I was able to lift it up and kind of make it move with me. Um, and the entire top actually was 100% see-through. Um, when I showed it to people, they were like, girl, are you wearing anything underneath it? But because of these strategically placed rhinestones, you don't really see anything. Um, it just shows off my body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and actually um, about a month, I would say, before the pageant, um, my state directors were calling me saying, you know, if this dress doesn't turn out right, like we still have time to get another dress. So everyone was having doubts in the dress. And it got sent to me, actually, the night before I left for Miss USA. And there's a, a front really? slit. That, yeah, but wait to hear this. There's a front slit that goes up the front. And it was so high, it showed, like, two inches of my crotch. And so, and there was no material to close it up. And I'm like, what do we do? Like, I'm leaving tomorrow morning for Los Angeles. So I called the designer, and she said, I'll be there in Los Angeles. We'll get it fixed. No worries. And I didn't think that there was a way to fix it, but I thought, you know what, it's out of my hands. It's something I cannot control, so I let go of it. And sure enough, they fixed it, and it was beautiful and flawless for the night of Miss USA. It absolutely was. Everything came together for you that night, and it wasn't by accident um, just in talking to you. It was it was a strategically um, a, a strategically based um, you, you went to, through Miss USA w- with a strategy, is what I'm trying to say, and it, yeah. it was very strategic. You 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 knew who you were, because you were 26, and you know a lot of girls uh-huh. who, who go into the pageant who are in like 19. And I think uh-huh. it's a little bit harder for them, but you you had been in pageants before, and you you knew the strategy, and you knew, and you really knew, and you really took that stage by storm, and. That's that's really you. how you. I think that's really how you should do things. So, you know, um, you're absolutely right. I think if you're going to do anything in life, give it a hundred percent. Because otherwise, why show up and play? 
And so many times, because I I now do pageant consulting, and oftentimes I meet girls who are competing, and I often wonder, like, is it really you who wants this, or is it your mom who wants it? Because they just don't put any effort in, and um, they don't put any effort in for their body to get it in the best shape, or their mind to read up on the current events and news, and it's kind of sad. If you're going to do anything in life, I say give it 100% or don't even show up. Absolutely, and I'll tell you where you gave 100%, and I, I watched a little bit of your um, Dancing with the Stars um, oh. debut and and subsequent weeks, and I was like, i tell you, your foxtrot was perfect. I mean, perfect. I, do, I do a little ballroom dancing myself, and I love that red dress and your hair. You looked old Hollywood. I did. It it felt really old Hollywood. But, you know, I have spoken to 20,000 Girl Scouts before. I hosted part of the presidential inauguration in 2004. Um, I've spoken to tens of thousands of our troops with the USO. I don't really get nervous, per se. I get excited but not nervous. I was a nervous wreck before I went out on stage for Dancing with the Stars. And I don't know why. But um, I was so nervous, and I felt my heart beating so fast. I kept thinking, like, what if I forget to move? What if I just have a heart attack? What if I fall down? And the funny thing, my mother, who is a strong Christian, and um, she's, like, just sweet as pie, um, she came up to me after the show, and she was like, Sandy, I think you need a glass of wine before you dance. (laughs) Because I I was just so nervous, and it showed. But my dance partner was like, absolutely not. Like, if you drink before you go out there, it's so unprofessional. I will not do it. Meanwhile, Joey Fatone, who was on my season, he had a margarita machine in his trailer. So <laughs> he's, like, having fun throwing back the tequila. And I had to go out there and just sweat bullets and try to make it work. So I should have had that glass of wine. I could have stayed on longer. <laughs> oh, I think you, you stayed on, what, for three weeks, I believe? I believe it was for well, three weeks. Only because the first week no one got voted off, so <laughs> I was lucky. So that was your, your sort of your rehearsal. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you, did, you did fabulous. Yeah, you did truly, truly fabulous. I didn't watch it that season. I wasn't really into it then. Um, mm-hmm. That was in 2007, I believe, um, mm-hmm. that you were that you did it. But I thought you did fabulous. I was like, man, these these, um, these dance uh, and choreographers really know what they're doing. So I yeah. saw your your back your backstage stuff where you'd had blisters and things like that. It's it's rough yeah. to dance. It really was, so, and especially uh, now they have it capped where you can only train for I think five hours a day. But when I was on season four, you could train as long as you wanted. And so since I'm the girl who, if I'm at like a dance place, I'm doing like the robot or the running man. I was like, I need as much time as I can get. So we were in the dance studios about ten hours a day. And mm-hmm. if I wasn't wow. dancing, I was pretty much sleeping, like getting ready to go back to the dance studio. So um, it was so much work. And, and actually, it's taken a toll on a lot of people. Stacey Keebler and Ian Ziering, just to name two, had to have surgery done on their feet after competing just because you're not used to wearing heels and stomping oh. around on a dance floor. Wow. That is some dedication yeah. to to have to hurt yourself that much for for the dance. But wow. Well, you did fabulous and I know all of us fans of yours were very, very proud of you. Um and even though I wasn't watching that season, I certainly when I was when I saw your um the uh the playbacks, I was like, Wow, she did a great job. <laughs> Her partner really must have. But um, um thank you. So, 
Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype when you won about your um, your book, The Fur Tales, the children's book. Mm-hmm. And um, and I want to talk a little bit about that because that's kind of what I, I, this show is all all about. I mean, you, you, your life is, is a success, but, but you were successful before you ever became Miss USA. Not only did you graduate school early, like you were just talking about, but you um, – but you also were an, were and are an author, so wh- why don't you tell us a little bit about that book and and what it really means? Mm-hmm. Well, when I was um, going through college, actually, um, I did an internship with women who had mental uh, retardation and Down syndrome, and um, long story short, but through that experience, I developed an absolute passion for people um, with learning disabilities and things like that, and so. I saw how uncomfortable other people were when they were first around someone who had mental retardation down syndrome and they didn't know like how they should act or how the other person was going to act. And so I thought um, that I would develop these different um, programs to help people just become familiar with what is unfamiliar. And whenever I would go and talk to um, kids in school about accepting people that are quote-unquote different than ourselves and recognizing that we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses and it doesn't make a person better or worse than another, it just makes you different. Um, but when I would go and speak to the younger classes, kindergarten through third grade or so, they didn't really understand what the heck I was saying, and I needed some sort of visual aid. So I looked at a few books that were already on the market, and Maria Shriver had written one called What's Wrong with Timmy, but it was um, a lot of words on each page and like big grown-up watercolor pictures, beautiful book but not exactly what I needed. And so a friend of mine said, why don't you just write your own, um, which I did, and then um, got published, and I used it as um, kind of an educational tool. But the best part was that the Girl Scout Council of Greater St. Louis adopted it into their disability program, so they were actually using it as well um, on their disability program. But I only brought it out as an educational tool, and then after winning Miss USA, all of a sudden people started buying it. <laughs> I was like, oh, like oh. <laughs> you kind of need the whole program to go with it. But as long as they could benefit from it too, I guess I was happy. Well, that's that's fabulous. I mean, that you would take the initiative to 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 write your own book mm-hmm. where you saw and 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 that you were um, that we were you were astute enough to uh, recognize the need. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Thank you. and yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that you have done um, quite a bit of is speaking, and you you carry yourself really well. And I know that's why the Miss Universe organization asked you to come. Consistently <laughs> to um, to be a commentator, and I was going to ask you: in 2006, you were a commentator with for Miss Universe with um, with Carson Kressley, who mm-hmm. is now on <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. So oh, I was just geez. wondering, <laughs> and I thought, oh, what a great, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, like cool, like, kind of way, you know, you were on Dancing with the Stars and he was on Dancing with the you Stars, know, now he's on Dancing with the Stars, so mm-hmm. it's sort of like that, that that Kevin Bacon thing, like, six degrees, yeah. you're like two degrees away from, from Carson Kressley, <laughs> and I think that he's just is, fabulous. He really <laughs> is, um, he is so much fun, I used to watch him on Queer Eye for a Straight Guy, and yeah. he just has so much color about him, and life, and um, I love people like that, people that are just interesting and they're kind of marching to their own tune and coloring outside of the lines and don't really care about, you know, who's watching and who's judging. And I, I just think that's really remarkable. Yeah. Um, 
I, I can tell from his um, the way he talks, it's definitely took him a while to accept himself. But he's mm-hmm. certainly um, my husband. He's just like this guy is so funny when we watch him on um, Dancing with the Stars because we had mm-hmm. watched him on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and he wasn't quite as funny on that. He was more flamboyant, mm-hmm. but but now yeah. he's more. And I was like. I was like, you know what? They both were on Dancing with the Stars, and then they both did the Miss Universe thing. And I was like, that's a really interesting tie-in. That's so but, cute. Um, that's funny. So what was it like being Miss USA? I mean, you were working for Donald Trump and his organization. Um, you won, you know, the biggest pageant, in, you know, in the country. And, you know, here you were in New York. And I guess you were rooming with the with the girl that won for won Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, as soon as you uh as soon as you win Miss USA, you move to New York and you become roommates with Miss Universe and Miss Teen USA in one of Donald Trump's apartments. And it's an amazing year. You immediately become a spokesperson for breast and ovarian cancer. Um and you get to tour all over the world as well as internationally. And just the opportunities that I was afforded were outstanding. I mean I was able to go to Thailand and meet the Princess of Thailand. I toured with Wayne Newton and the USO um, to like Germany, to Guantanamo Bay. I scuba dived off the coast of Cuba. Um, I hosted mm. part of the presidential inauguration. I was at P. Diddy's birthday party. Um, but then probably the most um, um, awestruck moment that I had in the whole time of being Miss USA was once it was all over, and I was told the grand total that I helped to raise for breast cancer research was $30 million. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's really outstanding. And you think that all these girls who are Miss USA raise, you know, in the millions toward breast cancer research, that's so much that we're giving back each year. Um, it's just a really wonderful, wonderful thing to be part of. So the whole year was mm-hmm. outstanding. Granted, you're exhausted because... Um, it's kind of like Charlie's Angels, where every night you're in your apartment and you get a fax in the mail, and it tells you what your duties are the next day. And it could literally be like tomorrow you're going to Korea for a week, you know, so pack up. And so it's a little bit crazy. I was in as many states as three in one day. But at the end of the day, no matter how tired I was, no matter how gross the weather was outside or what a bad day I was having, you had to put a smile on and just suck it up and do it because it's only one year of your life um, and Mm -hmm. only one year to make a difference and make as many memories and make as many contacts and to just enjoy the year. So um, it it was exhausting, and I definitely slept when it was all over for about a good month, but um, (laughs) it was absolutely 100% worth it. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Had you been to New York before, before you won? Um, I had only on a quick photo shoot. I had gone into New York, um, and it was in the wintertime, and it was snowing, and I was only there for, Mm -hmm. like, two days on a photo shoot. Um, But my first time ever in Los Angeles was um, when I came here to compete for Miss USA. And I remember just being so awestruck at, like, the palm trees everywhere, and it was such, like, a a different place. And um, we stayed at the Universal Hilton while we competed, and I now live in Studio City, and so I can see where, you know, it all began just out my window. And um, there was a little breakfast place the next morning because I was on such a restrictive diet when I was competing for Miss USA. Not a diet to mm-hmm. lose weight, but a diet to gain muscle. So my dad swore mm-hmm. I was keeping Tyson chicken in business <laughs> because I ate so much <laughs> chicken. Um, 
But I, I, I had to cut all my favorite foods, and, of course, French toast was completely out of the options. So right after I won, uh, the next day, the people from Miss Universe took me to one of my favorite little breakfast places, and um, they ended up uh, getting me French toast. Um, and so I remember I asked for um, extra powdered sugar, and they brought out with a lot of powdered sugar, but not enough. So I had them go back, and they brought me a bowl of powdered sugar that I poured on top of it. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> so you were very strict with your diet. That was part of your strategy. Was your was um is to look was to look absolutely perfect, which you which you did, of course. Yeah, thank um, you. Well, yeah, um, Miss U- being Miss USA is really um like an icon of beauty, and like yes, she's still a spokesperson for breast and ovarian cancer. But I had to make sure, and I've always been like naturally thin, but I had to make sure that the judges didn't look at me and just go, oh, she's thin. They had to see that I worked for it. And so I was really working to get defined muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. You, you always see the the women don't look, you know, you see these models and they don't have any muscle tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Miss USA is more of a, an athletic look, uh, which mm-hmm. is, I think, more is more healthy. And uh, mm-hmm. that is really what I wanted to talk about is your healthy lifestyle. Because there's so many people today, here in America especially, that don't necessarily do the things they should do to keep themselves healthy. And mm-hmm. I know from keeping up, you know, with your, your Twitter feeds and things like that, that you um, are, you know, always making a shake or going out for a <laughs> run or doing a boot camp or something to keep yourself healthy, even though you're not competing because you realize the importance of, you know, of health you know, outside of the competition. Mhm. You're right. Um I truly believe that the way to stay um young and the best way to prevent aging is by the foods that you eat. Um I mean, I think there's a, a percentage that's just your DNA and just what you're born with. I think there's a percentage of um you know, the things that we do to our skin, the products that we use, but I think so much is what goes into our body. And so um, I absolutely eat nachos and french fries and all of that, but um, in definite moderation. Um, and I try to eat as many whole foods as I can. I actually got into a discussion with someone on Twitter yesterday who kept saying, like, look, he thought I was meaning the store whole foods. Like, I was like, no, I don't mean the store. I mean, like, actual whole foods. Um, I've been a vegetarian for about two years now. I eat small amounts of fish, but otherwise um, – just, I get a lot of my nutrients and vitamins and minerals from the foods that I eat. So, yeah, every morning I actually drink um, kale, which is <laughs> awful for, like, most people, but it actually doesn't taste that bad. Um, and I mix, like, a banana in with it and um, some blueberries if I have them or part of an apple or something like that. But um, I was actually reading the other day on the Internet that Gwyneth Paltrow, when or when she was on um, Iron Man, one and two, I believe. She was on a diet where she basically had kale for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, so it was good to know that I'm not the only freak out there like surviving off kale. But, um, yeah, I I am kind of a health nut, and I love to work out because I think um, it's good to have a really strong heart. Um, I'm now 33, and I see, you know, my parents are in their mid-60s, and they're both so healthy, and I'm lucky enough to have come from a family that really preached health and proper diet and nutrition. But um, 
it just scares me to, like, my grandmother's 94, and she's still in beautiful health as well. But um, I remember her saying to me one time, it's so sad that my brain wants me to run, but my body won't let me. And so I want to be able to have my body as fit and active as my mind hopefully will when I age. Mhm. Mhm. That's that's very that's very good. First of all, that your family has so much longevity um, to it, but also it sounds like it was hard earned too, that they um, that they uh, uh, watched what they ate and exercised and still do so to this day. So mm-hmm. that's that's really great. So so what are you doing today? I know that you were jet setting off to uh, Sao Paulo for Brazil to um, to be a commentator with uh, with Jeannie Mai. Was that right? Yeah, uh-huh. um, that's correct. I hosted How Do I Look, which I love that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, yay, she dresses so fabulous. <laughs> um, but when you're not doing that, I know you're doing some modeling. I know that you were doing a lot of, um, I believe you're doing some wedding gown modeling, which must have been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do a lot of uh, of bridal gown for a certain company, and um, it's always fun. You feel like a princess. Um, but those gowns are so much, and... In order to get the best yeah. shot, they have to, like, tape down every little ruffle and every little bit of lace. And so it's a lot of time on your feet just standing there waiting for them to get the dress perfect before you can start shooting. And I'm, I'm imagining under those lights it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a workout almost. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I'm still doing um, a bunch of modeling, and then I just finished um, hosting. Mark Burnett has a new network that he just came out with. It's called U2TV. It's an interactive network where the viewers at home can actually participate and upload videos. And instead of, um, you know, really going to like a long commercial break, they'll do a little bit of a commercial break, but then they'll go to these viewer videos on whatever question we ask. So based on whatever show they're airing, um, they do a lot of like Batman and the Green Hornet and um, a bunch of girl shows too, but I think it's more guy-oriented. Whatever the question is that we ask based on that show, then they can upload videos answering those questions. Um, so I just did a ton of hosting for that. Um, and then I've got a few other projects that are kind of in the works right now. Um, so we'll just have to see like what happens in the next couple months. Well, we'll definitely be tuned in. Is there anything um, here as we, we wrap up the show? Can you believe we've almost been on the air for 30 minutes? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I know. It goes by so quickly. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to to Tell either the the young girl out there who's thinking about maybe entering a, a state a state uh, Miss mm-hmm. USA preliminary, or maybe someone like me who's older and and like you know is looking for someone who who's an inspiration. But is there is there something that you'd like to to share about your life and about the things that you've done that um, that would be um, I guess to to sort of sum up the success design. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing, no matter what uh, stage of life we're in, no matter what goal we're going after, no matter what we hope to achieve, I think the most important thing is to stay healthy. Um, And by that, I mean mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally healthy. So I think it's imperative to surround yourself with really good people with morals and values similar to yours and that you look up to and people that you want to aspire to be like. It truly is that you are who you hang out with. Um, I also think it's really important to keep our our, our uh, spirituality healthy, whatever that means for each person. For me personally, it's going to church, it's reading my Bible, it's being part of a women's Bible study. 
Um, but something that feeds you spiritually, I think you should really be part of. For some people, it may just be quiet time in nature. It may be going on hikes or going to yoga or just really plugging into themselves. I think also um, it's so important to feed yourself physically with healthy foods. Um, often, I mean, I grew up, I used to eat so much McDonald's in high school. Um, for my birthday, people would give me gift distributors to McDonald's. And I still occasionally will pop by and get some french fries. But um, foods like that, they're what you call dead food. And it truly is that you are what you eat. And if you eat junk, you will be junk. If you eat healthy, live, whole foods, you will be healthy and live. And I think it's so important that, you know, we've gotten out of the mindset where we're supposed to eat to live, not live to eat. And so food should be our medicine. And I think it's really important to always fill ourselves up with whole nutrient foods. So as long as you have health all around you, no matter what you're going after in life, there's no way you cannot succeed. That is a very, very good message. Um, and I, um, I, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you had seen my show before, but my last guest actually ran the Appalachian Trail, and uh, he he stopped. Yeah, <laughs> it took him seventy-two days, and he's a doctor as well. And he was, you know, I think so, I saw something on your Facebook page or something. I saw something about this, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he um, was all about, I mean, you have to be very, very healthy to spend 72 days of running. Like, I mean, he was an ultramarathoner, so he ran 30 miles a day for 72 days. Um, And, uh, yeah, and I was just like, how did you do it? And he's like, I kept myself healthy. And, you know, he ate the right foods. He was conditioned enough. He didn't just go out there and run the trail you know, just just half cocked. You know, he went out there and ran the trail very conditioned. So, um, what you're speaking about about preparing your life um, with the proper nutrients, whether it's it's you know, he was very spiritual about it. He was very you know, his very his mind was in it, so he had the mental component, and uh, it was a very inspirational um, talk, just like it is with you. And that's why I love to do these shows because I I have a, you know a few thousand listeners, and it's really great. To, to have that feedback, you know, of like, oh, wow, that was really great to hear, you know, Shandy talk about whole foods and how I should eat or hear Adam talk about, you know, conditioning his, his body or, you know, or something like that. So so I'd like mm-hmm. to thank you for, for sharing um, for sharing your, your personal life with us and how you how you stay um, so fabulous. <laughs> but, uh, thank you, thank you so much. And I think it's never too too late, by the way, to teach yourself how to run. I just taught myself this last month um, how to run, and I'm now a runner. So I never thought that'd be yeah. possible, and I'm 33. So I am the same way. I started. I'm 34, and I started running a couple of years ago when I'm 32. And wow. I just love it. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, older too. And I really, and here I live here in Tallahassee, Florida, and there is a 5K run because it's the state capital. There is a 5K run like all the time for any cause you want. <laughs> so I was like, I really want to start running in these because you know it's a really good way to meet people and things like that. So and true. Um, so, so I taught myself. Actually, I actually got a running coach to sort of teach me a little bit. But um, but anyways, it's really um, really great to, to to talk to you to talk to you finally in person, and um, and to hear about all the cool things that you've done in your life and that you're going to do. So please 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 keep in touch, and and maybe you can Absolutely. come back on the show next time you you do something fabulous, and we can talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely, I would love to. Thank you so much for letting me be part of this. 
Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Shandy. And I, with that, I will close the show. This is Beth Shingle Anderson for the Success Design signing off. <laughs>